Power Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Messages from spirit, intuitive knowings, can make themselves felt through our connection with nature. My guest today is Ingrid Koivukangas. She brings messages forward through art and oracles. An award-winning environmental artist, her focus is on reconnecting people with nature. And one of the ways that she does that is by creating oracle decks, including her new alchemy flower oracle. Are you ready to meet her? Ingrid Koivukangas is an award-winning environmental artist, flower farmer, designer, teacher, writer, and Reiki master. As an artist, she works intuitively at sites, creating new works in response to sites and site energies. Ingrid is the co-creator of Alchemy Farm, a 10-acre farm on Salt Spring Island that specializes in growing flowers for pollinators and humans alike. She's the creator of the Eco Heart Oracle, and her newest deck is the Alchemy Flower Oracle. You can find out more about Ingrid and her work at alchemyfarm.ca. Are you ready to meet her? Ingrid, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you, Karen. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. Now, I have the deck right here. It is absolutely beautiful. And in the guidebook, what the first quote is from Thoreau, in wildness is the preservation of the world. What does that quote mean to you? Um, I read Thoreau's books when I was um, in my early 20s, and they've guided my work since then. And as an environmental artist, they've always been kind of... um, the reason I do my work, the reason why I work in nature and try to create work that create that creates connections for people back to sites. We're so, many of us, and I think myself included, we get so disconnected from the natural world. Why do you, why is that? I think many of us are living really fast-paced lives in the city. And as more and more technology um, unfolds, which I absolutely love, it also creates more disconnection for people as they become more, um, I think, more ingrained in their devices than the world around them. Would reconnecting with nature nature mean getting rid of those devices? I bet it doesn't, does it? Because you said you love your technology. No, absolutely not. But I think that, I know that when I have workshops at the farm, what happens when people arrive, first of all, they find out there are no devices. The cell phone doesn't work. They can't connect to the Internet. And at first, there's a sense of panic. And then by the time they leave two or three hours later, it's like a different person has left the farm because they've actually become 100% immersed in where they are, where they're present, and with the flowers. Oh, my goodness. Now, I think of Alchemy Farm and Salt Spring Island as, and I know that this is my own imagination, but I follow you on Facebook and I see your beautiful arrangements and I see, I think of this as like an imaginary perfect kingdom with you and a lot of flowers. What is it oh. really like at Alchemy Farm? <laughs> well, there, first of all, there's a lot of work. Um, I have to say Salt Spring Island is one of the most magical places I've ever been to. And 
there are many people like myself. Within 24 hours of stepping foot on her shores, I had moved, I had rented a house. I'd given up my apartment, my studio, my job, everything in the city, and um, moved there. And that was almost 10 years ago. And Alchemy Farm, when I first arrived on Salt Spring Island, my idea was to um, host workshops, bringing people there to connect them back to nature. And that is now coming about in a very roundabout way and actually in a much more perfect way than I when I first arrived, when what I could have imagined. And so the farm has um, really allowed me to get my hands in the soil to really connect really deeply with um, with the earth and with my surroundings and with flowers. Were you a farmer before this happened? I have never been a farmer before. Um, I've always grown flowers. Even living in the city, my deck was the one that was covered in plants <laughs> on, in an apartment balcony. But um, other than just growing flowers, I had never... No, I'd never done what I've done now on a much bigger scale. Wow. Where's the link between your natural intuitive ability? And listeners, as you check out this deck, you'll see that there are channeled messages that Ingrid has channeled for each of these cards. What's the link between your intuitive ability and that connection with nature, hands deep in the soil, plants everywhere? Um, When I work at sites to to create new work for art galleries, what happens is I'm invited to different cities, different places, and I create a new body of work in response to being there. I'm usually there from 7 to 14 days. I have no idea what I'm doing before I go. Um, I sometimes start dreaming um, while I'm on the plane or the day before, but I work completely 100% with intuition. And the site actually dictates the work that, that um, evolves. And the same thing has happened at the farm. Uh, the flowers, the first thing I did there was plant flowers because in the city when I lived there, I bought flowers every week until I found out where they were coming from. I had no idea that my local bought flowers were actually being grown tens of thousands of miles from me. They were full of pesticides, chemicals that are banned here and in, in North America. And so my response to that was to start growing flowers as soon as we bought the farm. And so it sounds like it was, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of amazed at you setting foot on the island and 24 hours later, everything is different, but it's kind of like releasing the old thing that doesn't serve you, that kept you chained up a little bit, and now embracing this deeper, clearer, and yes, hard work and no, not perfect connection with nature. Yes, when I was doing the um, exhibitions to create the new work, when I was traveling, and one year I had six shows back to back. And I remember feeling quite, even though I was connected, I felt really disconnected. And so Alchemy Farm has just allowed me to um, really connect deeply in a different way than when, if I'm somewhere for 7 to 14 days. When you're doing one of those um, artworks where it's in response to the site, what might that look like? If I just stumbled across that, what would that look like? Uh, sure, I did a piece in... Um, flipping through through my mind through which projects. But I did one in Michigan in on the Keweenaw Peninsula. Oh, beautiful. And the Keweenaw Peninsula is historically uh, a place where copper is mined, and so there's a lot of um, tailings left over, and the tailings actually kill the sites that they're at. So it's like a moonscape. 
And so for that particular project, I collected um, tailings from a site and brought them into the gallery and created a circle. And then the gallery had two parts. And then in the second part of the gallery, connected by a corridor, I had a table in the shape of a figure eight, an infinity symbol. And I had made small um, terrariums for growing seeds. And what I did was I put in a layer of the tailings, which are poisonous. And then I had done research on how they remediate sites. And so I actually made a little snapshot of remediation and with seeds in it and all the different layers of soil. And each terrarium sat on a piece of copper because copper is traditionally used for healing purposes, even though in this case it was actually killing the environment around it hmm. through, the, through the mining of it. And during the exhibition, the terrariums actually started growing. So the seeds did start growing. Oh, that's cool. It's when we look at working with oracle cards, any mm-hmm. kind of deck, any kind of tool for intuition, there's what I'm hearing you say about that exhibition is there's what you made and then there's what grows out of it. And when we're using oracle cards and using um, tools to help us with our intuition, there's what is made, what is in front of us, what goes into that. So in this case, the deck. And then there's what grows out of it through our use, through our focus on that, through the way our perspective shifts as we use the tool that we've been given. What do you want people who work with this deck to get from it? My purpose in creating the deck was when I was creating work for exhibitions at art galleries, um, you had to go to the art gallery to experience the work. And usually the art gallery had a portion where you went to a site to actually see where the materials came from. With the Oracle deck, it's like the Alchemy Flower Oracle is based on Alchemy Farm, the energy there, the flowers that grow there. But that energy can be sent anywhere. And the people using the Oracle have their own personal connections to the deck mm-hmm. and with the flowers themselves and with the energy that they carry. And it can be very personal. Exactly. Yeah. Very personal. Mm-hmm. So let me back up again a bit and ask you about the flowers on your farm. You said that the deck was based on the flowers at Alchemy Farm. How did you choose the flowers that you included in the, in the deck? That was really difficult. I grow over 200 different kinds of flowers. <laughs> and so that was actually challenging. It was, it was really challenging to decide which ones to include. And then I thought, well, I can always do a second deck later. Mm-hmm. Um, I intuitively chose them. I chose flowers that uh, almost all of them I started from seed and had a really deep connection to. I have to all of the flowers. But these ones in particular were ones that spoke to me. What, and I, do, I know it's like asking you to choose your favorite grandchild, or are <laughs> there any that especially seem right for this moment that we're in right now? Um, just before, just before um, our, our interview, I pulled a card, and it was the stock card, which is Celebrate. Mm. And so for, for our conversation today, I think it's a perfect card. It's to celebrate that the deck is completed. It took over two years. And um, I just finished the guidebook a couple of days ago. And so there's a real sense of celebration. Oh, that's beautiful. Maybe let the listeners know. Now, I have the benefit of being here with the deck and with the guidebook available to me. But can you walk the listeners through how they might interact with these cards? There's, there are kind of three different ways of getting a 
getting information from each card. That's, that's correct. And it was really important for me to include the traditional meanings of the flowers because people have, some people have connections already to flowers um, through traditional meanings. And so I wanted to allow people a few different ways of approaching the deck. One is completely intuitive. You don't need a guidebook. There are so, There is a keyword on each card, which is kind of the, which is a traditional meaning, actually. And then inside the guidebook, you'll find um, a short portion of a channeled message, um, guidance from the card during that, that was received during the channeled message. Also, the origin of the name of the flower, the Latin name, the traditional meaning and traditional uses of the flowers. And sometimes there are special messages included, which are things like... Um, artwork downloads, there are meditations, links to music, and um, different downloads for different kinds of activities. Oh, that's beautiful. That takes it. That's like the, that's like the plants growing in the little terrariums, isn't it? That, yeah. That takes that seed of intuition or inspiration or that idea, that little push, and it now I can grow with that by following through kind of this layer of meaning and kind of um, taking that out into the world. Oh, that's that's very cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so the, there's multiple ways for people to interact with the deck. And I, they, don't have to, they don't have to follow any of the meanings that are in the guidebook. It's completely what their intuition. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Ingrid Koivukanga. She is... Um, not only lives on a perfect imaginary island where all the flowers go beautifully and are arranged perfectly in vases and the light is always right, not only is that true of her, but she's also the creator of the Alchemy Flower Oracle and also the creator of the Eco Heart Oracle, another favorite deck of mine. You can find out more about Ingrid and her work. Get images of that card deck at alchemyfarm.ca. You can also find Ingrid's work at ecoheartdesign.com. That's E-C-O, heart design. Dot com. One of the things I, I smiled to see in the, um, in the guidebook that you provided was the importance that you place on getting ready for a reading. And if you don't mind, can you share with us? I know why it's important to me. Why is it important to you? Um, it's important for me just to be, just to make sure that I am centered and that um, I am in a place where I'm able to receive messages. Mm -hmm. What happens when we read from an unbalanced place? I think that when you read from an unbalanced place, you're not necessarily tapping into your intuition or to divine guidance. Mm -hmm. You're perhaps um, being, what's the correct word, perhaps being influenced by stressors that are going on in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Outside stressors. I agree, and I think that there's a way. I don't know if you know ever know anyone like this. They'll pull a card and not like the answer, and then pull a card and then pull another one and then another one, and pretty soon there's thirty cards around yeah. them, and there's still and there's yeah. no <laughs> intuition's gone out the window. Spiritual connection. Now we're just playing with cards and throwing yeah. them all over the yeah. all over the place. Yeah, and my favorite card to read is the one that comes flying out of the deck. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I agree. When I try to shuffle and it all goes wrong and then there's that one that's sitting out there, that's my card. That's I'm I'm exactly the same. Yeah. Yep. And that's true. And that's and that's because 
see if you agree with this, at least as I understand Oracle decks and working with tools to enhance intuition, it's because these decks are lenses, prisms through which we focus our own intuitive insight. And so through the clarity and messages and guidance that we get in these images, it focuses, uh, focuses us on our own paths. And so, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, so treating it with respect, not just throwing the cards all over the house, is, is really important. You honor that, you honor the gift that's in the card. Part of why I think we're disconnected from nature is because we don't honor those gifts. We run right over them. I agree, yeah. What are your plans for this deck? Um, that's a big question. Well... You know, to me, these are not just tools to be in individual places, but maybe tools to be in places where people are doing greater healing, right? These can yes. be used in workshops. There's so much to do with something like this. Yes. I'm actually, I'm going to be um, offering some workshops this summer at Alchemy Farm, and they're going to be based on working with the Alchemy Flower Oracle, and how they're going to take, unfold is um, people will get to go into my gardens and choose a flower that um, they feel intuitively drawn to. And then we'll go back to the barn studio, and I'll lead them through a guided meditation so that they can connect to the message that that flower has for them. And I'll also sh- um, show them different ways of using the flower oracle or any oracle to work with. Oh, that's beautiful. So I'm hearing you say that even if we got up now and went outside and I found a flower or a stone or a blade of grass, do you believe there's intuitive connection, divine messages in those? I do. I do believe that. Yeah. Is that available to everybody? I think every, I think everyone is intuitive, and I think everyone has access to intuitive um, guidance. Yeah. And I think, for me at least, it, it is about me slowing down to listen and trusting and honoring whatever that is in front of me, that flower, that rock, this microphone that I'm speaking into. Um, honoring that and allowing myself to slow down and lean into it, which is another reason it's great to have an Oracle deck because when you hold that in your hands or you shuffle the cards, it slows you down and you kind of lean into that intuitive flow and choose your card. And there it is. Do you know what I mean? I do. I, that's a beautiful way to put it. So, As you put this together and as you're thinking about having workshops at the farm and helping people with their own intuitive connection, we're coming into a year, I think, of that feels to me like it's a chance to remake some of the connections that we lost. Is there a message either from your guides or from the flowers or from your own intuition or experience that you'd like to share with us about how we can move forward? One of the... um All of the channeled messages are different and um, unique to each flower. And I don't always remember the messages once I finish uh, a channeling. Mm -hmm. Actually, most of the times I don't. But one of the common common thread through all of the cards was that um, how important we are each individually to the unfolding of what's happening in the world and that um, it's so important that we... Maintain a high level of energy, a high vibration, and that each one of us um, plays a part in how the how the earth will heal. 
I love that. Each one of us, whether we're feeling connected or not, yep. whether we feel powerful or not, whether we, each one of us, important. If it's okay to ask you, how do you maintain your high vibration? What do you do to keep you in connection? Um, I think probably go outside and dig in the garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Go out to, out to the forest for a walk. And are you, do you see things, hear things, feel things? How do you receive intuitively? Um, I receive things usually visually. Um, yeah, usually, usually in a visual way. And sometimes just a knowing Mm-hmm. That's wonderful, and it's very, it's very powerful. I think we are so often distracted by lots of visual information, especially when we're plugged into devices all day long, that it can be really difficult to focus, to see something um, clearly. And so I love that idea of focusing on the individual flower. Um, you guys will see when you look at the deck that, the, that each card has a beautiful individual flower on it. One thing to look at clearly and it's beautiful and it just draws the eye right in. Um, so Ingrid, we've just got a couple minutes left. Can you tell us what we'll see when we go to your websites and let listeners know how they can connect with you and also how they can get the deck. That's important. All right. Um, you'll be able to go to the website and actually like the equal heart Oracle, you will be able to sign up to do um, a free online reading so that you can actually ask a question and and um, get a response from the cards. And you can purchase the cards at either alchemyfarm.ca or at equalheartdesign.com. So that's very cool. So I could go on the website and just like ask a question and click and get an answer like I was yes, trying to deck. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's very cool. And what is coming next for you? I want more decks, but I'm hearing you say it takes <laughs> I, two years. I have this I have, beautiful... I have a new deck coming. <gasps> Do you? What is it? Um, it's called... Um, Oh, gone out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> the Happy Mystery Miracle new deck. Uh, no, it's 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 uh, it's gone right out of my brain. Messages from the sky. Oh my goodness! Say a little bit about that. Uh, just a second. I just. I'm sorry, Karen. I've just totally blanked. No, no, it's okay. It's uh, it's messages from the sky, and it's messages from angels, fairies and um, that the angelic realm. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. That takes this grounded in physical nature work that you're doing and takes us now out into divine nature. That's, oh, my gosh, that's beautiful. I can't wait. That'll be ready in like 15 minutes, right? I'll just (laughs) wait very patiently. (laughs) Hopefully next year. Wonderful. Ingrid, thank you so much for being on the program. What great fun to connect with you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karen. That is Ingrid Koivu-Kangas, and we are talking about her work at Alchemy Farm and her new deck, the Alchemy Flower Oracle. This is a beautiful oracle deck that lends itself to all kinds of spreads, all different ways of reading, and I highly recommend it. You can see that deck and get a free online reading with that deck at alchemyfarm.ca. You can also find out more about Ingrid and her work at ecoheartdesign.com. That's E-C-O-H-E-A-R-T, ecoheartdesign.com. The deck is the Alchemy Flower Oracle. And of course, I invite you to visit karenhager.com. I'm passionate about 
helping people awaken their own natural intuitive ability. You know what Ingrid said about how you can pick up the stone or pick up the flower and maybe feel, see, know the divine, receive the message in that moment. I love to help people bring that intuition into their everyday lives and to know that they have the power to do that. So on my website, karenhager.com, if you click on the classes tab, you'll see lots of resources, online classes and some on-demand classes to help you do exactly that. That's at karenhager.com. You can also book a session there with me privately if you are so inclined. And if you believe, and I believe, that no matter how difficult or disconnected or stressful or anxiety-ridden or transformational the time is, that when we focus on change, change occurs. If you believe that, I'd like to invite you to join the circle of people from around the world who are joining us for Opening the Peaceful Heart, A Call for Love. That's a 15-minute free guided meditation call that takes place the first Sunday of every month. That's absolutely free. There's no selling. There's no, there's no nothing about it. Just we show up, circle up, and spend 15 minutes in guided meditation focusing on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. If that's of interest to you, you can go to openpeacefulheart.com. There are recordings of past gatherings there, so you don't have to wait a month to be part of a conscious, collective intention setting for peace in the world. Openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.